to three the hard way Hanoi. Yay! Yes. Yeah. All right, and this is our comedy segment. As you guys know, we uh, you know we like to showcase some comedians in town, and this time we have Ming, the fantastic, fabulous Ming. Yes. Thank All right, you. so thank give it up for Ming, everybody. So I don't like my dad, and he used to beat me up a lot when I was younger. And the one thing that I want to do when I grow up is to be bigger than him, so that I could beat him up. And then he got cancer, oh, shit. which makes it easier. <laughs> so okay, so something about my dad, uh, he he was very tall. Uh, for his time and his nutritional intake, and I'm also very tall um, for, for my time. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, uh, but yeah, he he used to buy me like baby food in a jar, like you know, that's very fancy. I got the Nestle baby food in a jar. <laughs> Everyone else only gets like a uh, porridge uh, cooked with their grandmother's love, and I'm taller than all of them. So grandmother's love versus Nestle. Uh, <laughs> Nestle wins. Nestle. Yeah, Nestle wins. So, yeah. yeah. To get the baby food, to get the money for the baby food in a jar, my uh, my dad went to Russia, um, to sell some clothes. That is not that is not a euphemism for anything. He actually did went there <laughs> to sell some clothes. Um, and I used to think because he went to Russia during the nineties. So I used to think that obviously he must have done something with the Russian mob. So so one day I just asked my dad, like, so dad, did you do anything illegal when you were in Russia? He said no. But uh, he said that for business reasons, uh, a lot of times he has to enter a very seedy place. Uh, the people in there, they have to, they do smuggling. They do like a lot of like um, very uh, shady activities, you know. If you go in there, like, you're not sure, like, <laughs> it's very easy for you to be corrupted and you're not sure, like, whether or not you're not going to, like, come out in one piece. It is called the Vietnamese Embassy in Moscow. <laughs> so, when I was younger, my mom would, like, often at just, like, not ask, tell my dad to <laughs> help me out with my homework. And the way that he would, like, help me out is that I would be sitting at the table doing my homework. And he'll be like lying in bed, not helping, and just like talking to his friends about cockfighting on the phone. He loves cockfighting. He loves cockfighting so much he even bets on gay porn. Uh, oh, that's a... Yeah, to see to see who to see who will come out on top. <laughs> so the entire yeah. So the entire time I was. So the entire time I was like, I was doing my homework and my dad was just like lying in bed talking about cockfighting or whatever. I was just thinking like, well, at least you're taking this education thing as seriously as I am. <laughs> uh, um, my dad doesn't have like a real job for like the entire time that I know him, um, so to speak. He, what he does is like, he would like sit at a computer and just look at stocks to see whether or not they go up and down. And then just like, and then, yeah, for like Monday to Fridays, and then during his weekend, he would go off to his cockfighting ring. Um, he likes schemes. He likes schemes to get rich. And uh, yeah, us Vietnamese, we love like getting rich schemes, especially uh, real, real estate. 
and then you know um the housing market here the thing about that is like um everyone loves like buy their ha buy a house and just like hope for like the price to go up like speculations in order to like get rich that way so like the house price here like skyrockets very quickly and facing with like a shortage of uh, affordable housing uh, the Vietnamese government decided to invent the genre of music known as Vina House. <laughs> that way, um, not everyone could buy a house, but everyone could have Vina House. <laughs> it's the only way to get cheap house to everybody. Yeah. But I really think that uh, us Vietnamese, we should like embrace our scheme-loving nature. Because when you think about it, the Asian doctor slaying, or like the Asian lawyer slaying, or like the Asian accountant slaying, those lanes are full. But the Asian dodgy businessman lane, <laughs> there's space. I think it's between us and the Macau people who's gonna like battle it out for like that lane. And Macau is not a real country, it's a casino. Uh, <laughs> we could take them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, look, I've been talking about my dad for, like, a bit now, but, uh, we, we haven't looked at, like, how he's, how's he doing with the cancer, so, uh, how's he doing with that? Well, not great, but, uh, but I think I could cheer him up. So, why don't I just, like, show up to, like, the hospital, just, like, unannounced, and bring a bunch of, like, my videos of me doing comedy with me? Because the thing... The thing that you should do once you like get into like a hobby is just like bombard all of your friends and family with like videos and like <laughs> pictures of you doing the thing <laughs> just so that they could know how much of a fun time they are not having. So my dad watches all these videos of me doing comedy and afterwards he said that, Ming, listen, the people who are on Vietnamese TV doing comedy they are awful. They're not great. They're horrible. But you, you are worse than them. <laughs> Please quit. I survived like, uh, an American, I get to see like an American bombardment. I lived through the 80s. I lost a lot of money on the stock market. But you, I got cancer. But my co your comedy is the, the most painful thing that has happened to me so far. Oh, yeah. And then like, and then like two weeks later, he died. The doctor was like, oh, your dad got, the, the, his condition got way worse after you, you visit. My comedy was so bad, it killed my dad. Oh, <laughs> so if you don't find me funny, <laughs> I'm just saying that there are worse things that could be happening to you. <laughs> They're just having your night ruined. Yeah. But listen. <laughs> But listen, listen, listen. So I, so I tell my dad, like, you know, like my jokes, and he tells me that I'm awful and that I should quit. And then afterwards, he dies of disgust, right? That's like the ultimate one-star review. It's, it's not even like one star. It's like minus five stars. <laughs> I think my dad was just like, I should probably die before he embarrasses himself on national television. Or worse, on TikTok. He's gonna do it anyway, but at least I don't have to be here to see it. So, a lot of people ask me, and like, you know, like, so Ming, uh, your dad is, you know, he died, you know, um, 
how do you feel? There, they was like, there is no wrong answer. Just like, tell us how you feel. And I said, eh. My dad died and I feel, eh. And it turns out there is one wrong answer. And I've managed to pick it. I picked the one wrong answer. <laughs> and then I was like, so what? Do you not like your dad? It's like, you know, you know, I don't. But at the same time, like, I'm like 20, 27, 28 now. I should probably, I feel like I should probably let it go, you know? Yeah. And, and everyone's like, so do you love your dad? And it's, it's like, well, he beats me up. But he also buys me baby food in a jar. <laughs> Nestle brand. <laughs> now that he's dead, who's going to buy me baby food now? <laughs> Granted, I'm 28 and I should probably stop thinking about baby food, but <laughs> one time I actually buy like a jar of like baby food then, because I want to like try it out to, to see like see what it yeah. Wait, what yeah it, I am curious as well what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is like? What is it about it that that you know that I love so much? You know, so I bought it and just like have like a spoonful of it and you know the first thing that I taste is like it's like nostalgia. You know, it reminds me of like you know the the good things that my dad could do for me sometimes it also tastes like bananas it mostly tastes like bananas actually <laughs> the nostalgia is like it, it tastes like sweet which is not like my dad and it leaves a weird aftertaste which is exactly like my dad i try to have that put on like his gravestone gravestone it just like ming's dad like 1960 to like 2020 he leaves a weird aftertaste but they wouldn't let me. So, um... Oh, um... My dad, my dad's mistress actually showed up to the funeral. This, yeah, yeah, actually. No, we, we, we talk, we just talk like normal people, you know? Like, like she just asked me like, so what is it that you do for a living? And I was like, <laughs> let's talk about you. Where did you meet my dad? Oh, at a coffee shop? Oh, that's nice. Oh, you thought like he has more money than he actually has. Uh, well, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And we get along fine. Like, uh, I, don't get me wrong. Like, but it's like, it's the same. The only thing that was like, just as awkward as that is when I was like, when I met like my, the math teacher that I called a massive dickhead, <laughs> like years ago. And then I run into him as like a grown adult because like, we get along fine, but there's like a wall, there's like an obvious elephant in the room that I feel like we must address, and it's the same thing with the mistress. So I try to address the elephant in the room. So, did my dad pleases you in bed? <laughs> no. No. But okay, so upon hearing this answer, um, a thought pops into my head. It's like, you know, I really never get to beat up my dad. But there is another way that I could get back at him. Miss, would you like to get in bed with me? <laughs> she said no. <laughs> One family member is, is enough. Okay, so listen. Um, I know like all of the dad stuff is like really depressing. And not a lot of you probably. Well, there's not a lot of you here in general. But, <laughs> but like, you know. People generally don't want to hear it, so the only thing that, you know, I could hope to uh, do about the situation is to just, like, distract you with jokes and stupid things, you know, to, you know. And hopefully, like, you don't think too much about, the, like, the heaviness of the situation, because that's how I cope with it, you know. Mm -hmm. With that being said, anyone here uses Tinder? 
<laughs> I love Tinder. It's a great way to start a fire. <laughs> also, speaking of which, setting someone on fire is a great way to get to know someone. They they look hot. They smell nice. And you get to see their dance moves. No doubt, street the hard way. Street the hard way.